You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Triple Whale. I'm your host, Val Geisler. Okay, another exciting episode of E-Commerce Marketing School coming at you with someone I have known for a very long time, and this is like uh, the most full circle of circles, uh, and that is my dear friend, Emily Ryan. Uh, Emily and I went to college together many, many, many years ago. And we went to school for theater. I was on the production side. Emily was on the performance side. And now we both work in email marketing, which is like just the most wild world. And Emily and I were at Litmus Live last week, which is a conference for email geeks like us. And when we were there, we were thinking like, it would be fun to have like a little recap of Litmus Live. We were talking about it afterward. And I was thinking it'd be great to bring Emily on as a guest professor. So we wanted to talk through how you can apply what we learned at Litmus Live to your BFCM planning strategies uh, and just some of the, the key takeaways going into this Black Friday season. It is an email heavy season. So we had two days worth of conference to cover in about 15 minutes. Uh, Emily, thank you for being here. Yay. Thank you, Val. This is a treat for me to, to, to sit with you to like 20 years later. And, and now we're talking about email instead of uh, a musical. I know. Well, we can still talk about musicals because I still love them. But I do want to talk about email on this show. Uh, so I think that a good place to start is actually talking through so litmus live incredible two days full of learning mostly about email um and then one of the things that they really focused on this year was having a kind of career track so let's stay more on the like practical side of the uh, of the conference there was like a practical email track and a career track and I think there's a ton we could dive into on a career perspective track but maybe for this conversation let's stay a bit more practical for our listeners um and we can start with like summer's talk at the very beginning of the conference summer Oase came on and talked about a conversion rate over and she said achieving it was called achieving the impossible 100% conversion rate. And Summer's big, you know, kind of wow moment was like, hey, this 100% conversion rate came over a period of time. And it was all about building trust and building relationship with the customers. Yeah, she was, I mean, what an amazing way to start, start the whole conference. Um, such a treat and and your connections to her also it's it was amazing just to see her on stage um she's so interesting and i've i've been such a fan of her for so long i get her emails and um one thing i love that she said was that she tends to resend um a lot of her emails i think that was in her talk right yeah yeah she's like i literally like every couple months i will resend the exact same email and um so now i'm like i got an email from her yesterday and i'm like ooh was that one that she resent <laughs> but no she was just so so interesting and um a mix of actionable really actionable things you could you could walk away with after her talk i think that's a good one um to think about going into bfcm going back through emails that you've sent in the past that have performed well and resending those you know i think a lot of times we get into planning mode for a future state so right now if you're doing a lot of like planning for that bfcm week and you might what you're sending this week next week might take a back burner and 
so it's a good opportunity to like resend some of those emails that have performed really well. And Summer's point was like, nobody's analyzing your emails to the extent that you are. Nobody remembers every single email send. So go back and use those high performing emails, send them again. And I think that's something everyone here can do. Yeah. And sometimes we create these campaigns and they're, I, I literally feel like they're works of art. Like I'll, I'll go back and be like, gosh, this, you know, we sent this and then it's done. But, but no, like you can, you know, I encourage people to go even like last year, go look at last year and see what performed well the year before, um, you know, dig out that good stuff. I, you know, I create a weekly email and I'm always so proud of it, like every Sunday, and then it's just gone. But you can totally, totally reuse those and, and resend. Change the subject line or don't change the subject line. I guarantee you, if you're sending a year later, people aren't going to know. Yeah. I mean, you can probably send the exact same email, save yourself a lot of time and effort. And yeah, to your point, it's like you put all that time in on that one email bill. Don't let it just disappear into the ether. Send it again. Save that. Totally. Okay, and then we'll resend some old emails for uh, Leanna's talk on copy. (laughs) Leanna was on our show last season and gave us some incredible takeaways on copywriting in general. And um, she talked to us a lot about like product descriptions. Um, But at Litmus, she talked a lot about email specifically. And I always love Leanna's talk around like subject lines, her little talk within a talk. But and so, you know, Leanna's big thing that I took away from her and that everyone should go do right now is look at how many times you use the words we and us in your copy. So on your website, in your emails, like do a little, uh, she called it a wee-wee audit. Yes. (laughs) Don't wee-wee all over your customers. I think I tweeted that because I was like, I've never really thought about about that. Um, Obviously, we know using the word you, you know, is is a better strategy, but I've never really thought about like our and, you know, our company wants you to have a great Thanksgiving. No, like change that around. Yeah. And like, we made this so that you can blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't doesn't nobody cares. Nobody cares that you spent 10 years in production. Nobody cares that you your team of 20 people came together like they want to know what's in it for them. So uh, that was the big thing that and, and I notice it when I do copy audits too. It's like that's the thing I see over and over and over again is lots of focus on the brand. And I get it. Like we are, we're very proud of the work that we do as brand operators and we want to talk about that, but you can, you can talk about it from a customer's point of view. What do they need to, what can they get out of it? That was my big takeaway. Anything else from Leanna that you? She's always so funny. I I, I took, I took numerous photos from her talk because I just loved it. One of my favorite things was her, her quote, cold email. And it was literally like, you know, it. I think you tweeted that actually. And it was, um, mm-hmm. you know, a plain text email and it had like snowflakes down using. Yeah, it was like the like stars on the keyboard, um, like using using text to like create weather inside of the email. Um, yeah, it was it was a cold email. And I just thought that was so clever. And, and she talked a bit about emojis and um, had a great example of, you know, she said, who do you see first in this screenshot? And it was an inbox. And there were, you know, there was a email with uh, five 
circle colored emojis like in a rainbow at the beginning of the subject line. And and of course, like that's going to stand out. You're going to your eye goes to that first. Um, and so many people just don't put the emoji in the beginning, we tend to put it at the end of the subject line. So really thinking about like, how, how can we also have fun use emojis um, in our subject lines. And she said also to make sure that you're not replacing words with emojis, but that the emojis are like extra so that if they don't show up, if they if somebody is not able to see them, they still get the message without the so that if it's a little box. And a lot of people don't realize that but emojis do not render the same way across devices always. So if you're replacing the word, you know, $5 off your next hamburger or whatever, and use a hamburger emoji, it may not show correctly for some people, which could be bad. Uh, yeah. So definitely don't use emojis and replace in place of words, put the words in. Yes. Okay, cool. So if you aren't using uh, emoji and subject line, and, and if that is something that your brand like supports that is makes sense for your brand to do. And I think for most brands, it's worth a try. Give it a shot and see how it goes. Uh, I know for us, sometimes we use like a little baby bottle. There's that emoji. And so, you know, you can get a little bit playful with things. You don't have to be. That was the other thing that I took away from her talk was uh, she said comedy and like, you know, general lightheartedness is not a switch. You don't, it doesn't turn it all the way on and all the way off. It's a dial. So you can dial it up just as much as your brand sees fit. So a brand like Shinesty is going to go to 11, but maybe more put together brand might go to like a two and have the occasional bit of humor. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, it's just an email. <laughs> it's just an email. Yeah. There were a lot of talks about accessibility and just from a, a inboxing standpoint. So deliverability and accessibility were big topics. And I think my biggest takeaway from all of those talks was I saw this kind of running theme of trust. It's, you know, deliverability and well, accessibility is a little bit different, but deliverability specifically is really about building trust with your audience and regularly communicating with them, making sure like deliverability has a lot to do with how much people open your emails. They're going to open your emails because they like and trust you. So I don't know if you had other takeaways from that or like it's all themes throughout those talks. But to me, those were really interesting conversations around both deliverability and accessibility is like, how do we help people connect with our brand so that they want to open our emails? They feel like they can on the accessibility front, you know, that they they get the message, even if they can't, if, if they're using a screen reader, or if they can't see the the image, you know, was one image emails that all brands love to send. Two things about that, actually, um, you know, someone had said to me how amazing it was that at Litmus, there were, I think it was either four or five talks on accessibility, which was is pretty amazing, because years ago, people weren't talking about it. And now there are four sessions on accessibility, like how amazing amazing. Um, and so then you had, a, you know, a session about greening your emails and sustainability. And so that someone was saying that's kind of the new accessibility, like sustainability in emails, the new, you know, that topic. Also, building trust, I definitely heard a theme throughout Litmus. Um, and I even had a slide in my talk about footer design about trust, because 
you can build trust through your footer by providing, you know, links to your support center, your help center, providing FAQ link. Um, there are all, all kinds of ways to serve your subscribers and really build that trust in that little space. So I even I even mentioned trust. It was it was interesting. Okay, so I want to talk about your talk and footers because I think this is a really great time of year to just kind of clean up your the things that we don't look at all the time. It's fall, it's spooky season. So we're going to take a look at those cobwebs and, uh, you know, kind of investigate the areas where like headers, footers, things that we don't normally pay much attention to, we kind of design around for the email. Talk to us, like give us a few tips on footers and what we can look at right now to improve our footers going into BFCM. So that that was my question. Like, why aren't people considering this space? It is a sometimes very large, large space. Um, kind of like like if you an email is a hamburger, it's the bottom, it's like the bottom bun of the hamburger, it's soggy and no one pays attention to it. Um, so it was really fun for me to dive into because I I kept seeing so many examples of large, well-known brands that just have a very plain, all white background footer. So I said, well, there, you know, obviously there must be a reason for this, you know, we don't want to distract from our main CTA. Like we don't want to, we don't want to distract people. But I think the fact is you can really increase clicks and engagement in your footer. Like there are a wealth of ways, you know, whether that's adding like app download buttons or adding, you know, your email down there or adding, you know, a line of text about who who created this email. Um, I actually litmus litmus's emails, the footer is Know, made with love by litmus, which I think is really nice. But one thing I actually talked about that was fun was putting like a little Easter egg into your footer. Uh, because I, I feel like when if someone is getting down to the bottom of your email, they like you like they're interested in your brand, they're maybe one of your, your biggest fans. So make it kind of fun for them. And so I actually shared an example of uh, from Hillary Clinton's 2016 email campaigns. And her footer was so interesting, it had all these links to things like if you want the Spanish version, click here, if you want to email us, click here. But then it was like, if you're a big fan of Hillary, then yeehaw, click here. And if you click on yeehaw, it literally opened a photo of Bill and Hillary Clinton at some party in the 80s in a Dolly Parton, I'll send it to you. Oh, it, amazing. Dolly Parton costume. And um, it was just, it's just fun. Uh, so my, my whole takeaway was like, have a little more fun. See, see how you can play with the copy a little. Uh, you do not have to put manage your, manage your preferences here. You do not have to use that language. You can change it to, uh, you know, one brand had uh, want to snooze your emails for two weeks, click here. So snooze or pause or, you know, there are other ways to say your preferences. And then also just little things like making sure that that unsubscribe is underlined. I, I So many brands I would look at, they have the word unsubscribe and it looks lovely, but it's not underlined. Yeah. For accessibility, underline that link, make yeah. it easy. It doesn't look like a link. I think a lot of brands try to bury and unsubscribe like, oh, I don't want people to unsubscribe. And, you know, I, I think unsubscribes are a good thing. It helps your list. It helps your deliverability, um, it helps your list health. And if people don't want to be on your emails, it is so much better that they have an easy way to unsubscribe than if they can't find that and then they go hit the spam button. Um, 
Like that's terrible. We for could the brand. do. I could do a whole talk on just the unsubscribe because people are underlining. Like I see often, they'll it'll say like unsubscribe here, and they'll link the word here. But don't do that. Link the word unsubscribe. Like just make it clean and easy and clear. Yeah. So you know, have the legal obligations that your company has to have. Have those elements depending on who you are and what you sell. Um, but then have a little bit of fun with the language, the way that you put it together. Um, you know, you said Easter egg, I could see a brand like hiding a a discount in a footer, like a little Easter egg discount, or you know, you can kind of play around with that, like what gets attention in the footer. There's also I think, and maybe this is just because it's like the standard, it's in the template of every email ever. But there's this prevalence of like, let's have all of our social links in the footer of an email. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, I, I went over like the three things that are required. Social links are not required in your footer, like your unsubscribe, your address, and your um, business name. Those are the three things that are required by the CanSpam Act. So your social icons, you can get creative, like they could go in the top, top right of your email, they could go under your logo somewhere, like play around with with moving them. I mean, you don't have to have them in the footer. I think it's it's pretty standard. And it's nice. I, I don't actually have a problem with them in the footer. Um, but you can you can move them. <laughs> you can move things. And I think too, a lot of brands um, will just throw like the here's our social icons. And again, this is like stuff you don't look at for you set it up once and you never look at it again. But I, I know, like, even for us, when I got to buy heart, we had all these social icons in the footer. And I said, wait a second, do we even have active, like, regularly posting active accounts on all of these platforms? Because if you don't, if you don't have those uh, regular posts, then th- you should just take them out. They shouldn't be featured. If somebody's going to click away to your LinkedIn for your brand, and your brand never posts on LinkedIn, then they're gone. And now they're not on your website. They're not reading your email anymore. They're on LinkedIn. They're reading through all their messages there. Um, yeah, I, and I actually like the idea of and I saw this somewhere and copied it, but having one social icon that's really big, because I'm like, that's, that's actually enticing. Like if you have a Twitter, you know, or the X or whatever, and you're at Flutter, and it's big, like, I think I'm more likely to click on that than like six icons. Yeah, yeah. Or do a dedicated social email in your welcome flows. And maybe, you know, see, like, do those social buttons. I think the biggest thing for me with footers is like, look at the clicks. And if the if things aren't getting clicks and getting attention, then take them out. If it's not required, take it out. Yep. And then and then the only other thing I that I said that was really important is to a, kind of A-B test. Try a designy footer, maybe try a very simple, minimal one and, and A-B test them and change nothing else in the email but those two footers and see if the clicks are different. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of be aware of that space is what my goal was like, let's just make people more aware of that space. Yeah. Uh, do a footer audit. Like look at those spaces that you never look at in your emails. I mean, this is the time to do it and optimize as much as you can because standing out in the inbox is going to be really important in about a month if it's not already. Um, inboxes are already getting super crowded. So take a look at how you can stand out and then you know help build trust, likability, all those things that uh, engender open, like get opens, uh, build that relationship 
relationship with your audience, create the level of copy that helps them connect, know that all of these things take time. So like start working on it now so that you can build it over time. And then anything else from day two of Litmus Live uh, that really stood out to you that um, you want to call out? It's as a something we can take into BFCM. Yeah, I mean, there was so much, and I'm I'm still digesting it. But um, Alice Lee's talk on sustainability and greening your emails was so fascinating to me, just because I I had never I have never considered it. So if anything, to walk away from Litmus having just learned something new, like oh, never thought about that. Um, I think that's really powerful, and um, yeah. So kind of thinking about you know how your emails take up space in the world. Yeah, and. That's all part of that building trust with people. And, you know, one thing I love about doing this, this uh, e-commerce marketing school is that we cover so many different topics and you might tune into an episode that is something you haven't really thought about before and you get a a quick takeaway and you get to go and implement that thing that and maybe it helps you dive deeper into it and understand that space a bit more because as operators oftentimes we're jumping around from thing to thing and we don't have we aren't able to dive really deep into one area at any given time so being able to realize like oh that's an interesting piece like I want to I want to learn more about how I can make my emails more accessible and you know that that's an opportunity to then go research, find find some resources and and learn more. And I think like that greening emails is a is the next space. Apparently, like during during that talk, someone coded a new tool where you can run your email through and check the email carbon footprint of your email. And they apparently made that in 20 minutes, like during her talk. And I, I, that to me was just mind blowing. Like email geeks are awesome. Email geeks are awesome. Emily, you are awesome. If people want to nerd out with you about their footers, if they want to talk to you about anything else, um, how can they find you? And where is the best place to, to reach you? Yeah, so so I'm, I'm on Instagram uh, a lot. In and it's Emily Ryan Likes on Instagram. And then my agency, email agency is westfield-creative.com. And you can also get my email at emilyemails.com slash get. <laughs> yes. Uh, Emily's emails are wonderful. They're full of like those things that make you want to take a deep dive further. She gives you lots of little kind of tips and tricks, things to look at. And then, uh, yeah, you'll uh, find a rabbit hole in every one of Emily's emails. And yeah, I, I'm just so grateful for our very long friendship and for you being here on the show today to talk through everything that we learned in two very fast paced days uh, on this yes. very quick episode. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And thank you for all your support over the years. And um, I, I still say you're the person that got me started um, in all of this because you you recommended that I look into being a virtual assistant like mm, nine years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had a very short call and you said the word virtual assistant and that literally started me on my journey. And I blame you for all of this. It's all my fault. <laughs> uh, it's all my fault. A lot of people like email. So I'm um, sorry to everyone. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next time. All right, class, make sure you're subscribed to eCommerce Marketing School. And huge favor, if you hear an episode you love, please take two minutes to leave a review. With Privy, anyone can be a marketer. Simple, intuitive email and SMS marketing that drives real results without the complexity. And before I go, a special shout out to Triple Whale. eCommerce Marketing School is now part of the Triple Whale Podcast Network. Triple Whale helps you easily manage and automate analytics, 
attribution, merchandising, forecasting, and more in the palm of your hand. Check them out by scheduling a demo today.